0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of Link to the Cast, your weekly dose of video games and nerd culture ephemera. I am your party host, Dave Ryan, joined as I am each and every week by the platforming prodigy, Snoozing Mark Robinson over Hi. on the couch. Hi, I'm Wake. Hi. High yeah. energy zone, Mark Robinson. Uh, that's a Sonic level, isn't it? I'm not too sure.
1: It's not, but I was, yeah, it's a z- z- zone has gotta go faster. Sonic. Yeah, he does, he does. He will, maybe. I don't know that new else. game looks okay yeah it does
0: how hi have you been?
1: uh yeah not bad the the grind is slowly <laughs> it's starting to fry you no nah, i'm all right I'm you're okay. starting to get a bit punchy Nah, nah <laughs> i'm fine i'm great let see oh, nah. how we're doing two hours deep into this nah. fucker this thing goes fucking 90 minutes and no longer how many times no, do you have to no. curse yourself have
0: been by pr- saying this out loud? Other than last yeah, week, except for the times you say out loud, how long it's going to take? You are generally fine. Other than last week, which there was three of us and Peter is quite
1: chatty, this usually goes about the night around the ninety-minute mark, and I am. Fully committed to keeping it to that length.
0: Yeah, you generally are. You say things like this out loud all the time. And there's people already looking at how long this thing is on their browser or their streaming player and chuckling at you. That is not. There's no one looking. Come on. <laughs> uh, Mark's Cultural Exchange. Yeah. Yep. Right, what have you learned about Ireland this week? Uh,
1: so He's in... already
0: trying to clip through. He doesn't want any oh, fucking fuck banter.
1: no. no. I don't care who you are, I just want to get on with this. Mark's, uh, or R, should we say, uh, in in preparation for our fledgling pop careers, I found out you only need to sell 5,000 copies of a song or an album to reach the top
0: of the Irish charts. Do you know who got uh, the comedian David O'Doherty? Yeah, I'm aware of him. Got onto the charts here. Yeah? Uh, He had a show that I urge you to look up, you can find it all on YouTube, called The Modest Adventures of David O'Doherty. Strong title. And he wrote a love song called Orange about a girl who wore a lot of fake tan. Okay. And he tried to get it to number one in the Irish charts. Now, he did get it on, I think it was like in in the maybe low 20s or 30s. That is a respectable number. Uh, On the the charts. Like, he did quite well considering in the show, it seemed most of the way he was selling it was by selling it himself on Grafton Street. Sure. Um, well, I mean, that's yeah, where did. most of Ireland is. So yeah, he I, I, I don't remember a lot of the song. I remember he was saying that a lot of things were orange, like a like a Tonka truck, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, like an orange. Sure. Yeah, he's a great man. He is. He is already. But that's that's your thing. You found it this
1: week. Yeah, I I literally two minutes before the show started typed into Google <laughs> Ireland and facts
0: because you're just not observant enough in the week living in Ireland to find anything. Oh no! I mean, to be
1: fair, my life pretty much now is I get a train from here to where I work, and in the evening I come back. That's pretty <laughs> it's much like it. A
0: newspaper once in a while or something. <laughs>
1: I have a 3DS and I have an iPad like every other person in the 21st century. Who the <laughs> fuck reads a newspaper in the 21st century? Yeah, well... No, but you read newspapers that, like, document fucking 1916 and whatever else. No, oh, I read else. The Guardian. Oh, yeah, well, I read The Guardian online as well. No, I buy it when I'm not at home. I don't have
0: the money the to The Irish Times as well sometimes. Yeah. I, I have the internet with The yeah, Guardian. some of us are well-read, I suppose, and then no. others aren't. What are you going to do? Uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> It's not even
1: a really good the gotta get the, digs in. Got to get the anyway digs in. near to get an attempt get the digs to bury in. Me. Playing
0: this week. <laughs> hey, check it out. I learned the baseline from Final Fantasy 2. Scott, you are the salt of the earth. Oh, thanks. I meant scum of the earth. Thanks.
1: You absolute garbage person. <laughs> what have you been playing this week, Mark? You've been playing Pokemon. <laughs>
0: But we'll talk about it because that's the that's the one we haven't common here. You want so talk about okay, the other one first, okay. briefly? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well,
1: like, well, we fucking we've spoken about Hitman a number of times, and it's going to no, be
0: you actually physically playing it for once, okay, and it's a nice pleasure. plug for America on right. Mondays as okay, well. Sure. There's a fucking method to all this, mate. <laughs> some people actually think about the agenda. I do think about it as well.
1: <laughs> I think about the this, fact this, this, that this is great. I think about the fact that it's that's going to so, be on our end just, of the year it's just so book easy. club feature it's at some so point. Easy. Garbage, man
0: jesus i've tagged you twice in the last minute you haven't You're close
1: yes i have been playing hitman which was half price Uh. in the black friday sales uh it's good i like it it's a stealth game but it's not a stealth game and that's what i like about it it's dumb stealth.
0: we said like without getting too deep into it here um like, we said it's more like a puzzle game than a stealth yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, And it's definitely more of both of those than it is any sort of action game at yeah, all. It's, it's a, <laughs> if you're a God of War fan, this is not your game.
1: <laughs> it's a larger, more elaborate version of Hitman Go. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. these kind of small, contained, isolated puzzle pieces, but they've been expanded out into kind of fully fleshed out areas. Mm. And you, you know, take one on that time. And I really like the fact that it's... Um, you know, gives you kind of different start points and you have kind of different objectives but it's all within this self-contained area and I bring him up every single time we talk about anything that he's done, but Mark Brown who uh, currently uh, is doing his Boss Key series on Legend of Zelda uh, he has his uh, Game Maker's Toolkit and one of the episodes he does is on Hitman and he basically talks about the art of repetition Mm. where you know, you play a level like Sapienza over and over again until you've have, you've got this fully fleshed out area where you know where all the items are and all the weapons, and
0: you learn the the pathways of how the uh, people the targets move around. Yeah, um, we I think we said that on the stream on Monday is that the game just would not work in the cool way that it does if say the AI had unpredictable patterns of movement. Uh, I mean. Like, some of the enemies,
1: uh, some of the kind of lower grunts, they're a little bit more sporadic in their mm-hmm. movement. But
0: no, like, you're two kind of but main the, but targets. even, like, behavioral responses, you can, you can predict. Yeah, you know I mean? sure. You know exactly what they're going to do if they try and search you. You know exactly what they're going to do if you throw a coin at a certain place.
1: Yeah, and again, it's what I say, that it's a dumb kind of stealth. Mm. You know, like, the their visual targets and their...
0: Kind it's, of, it, it's almost like visual perception. It, it's almost like chess, kind of. You yeah, know, sure. It's that you got to go. Well, my action is going to have these effects, so I need to be prepared for this, this, and this to happen. Sure. So there's a situation you got into last night at the end, where you knew that if you attempted to throw the hammer at this man's face, that. The, your target was going to react and the other bodyguard was going to react so yep. you needed to think ahead and be able to just bop 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 get all three of them down before the alert got raised too high or before you got caught because the alert did get raised yeah like, what I wasn't aware of until I started playing. But this, this is the thing, like, that, that's kind of the angle I wanted to drive at here, is like, what, what are you learning now from actually having control of it as opposed to passively kind of watching me do it? Well,
1: one thing I did learn is that you could actively save whenever. How I didn't pick up on this before, I must have really not been paying attention. Um, and it's, it's mm. like a two-fold thing where... I like the idea that you can't save during one playthrough of a level because it really raises the tension for you to... Yeah, two. that's how we
0: were playing the first two episodes. Like, it wasn't yeah. until Marrakesh that we realized we could do that, I don't think. Yeah,
1: and I like that, but I also like the ability to save whenever so, so you, yeah. uh, you have free reign to just try things. Yeah, I
0: tend to lean more towards... It. Like, I've done a couple of manual saves, but I tend to... Because the, the auto saving is pretty good at every time you do something important. It will auto save so if you start an opportunity if you restore to the auto save it'll go to the either the start of that opportunity or the last uh yes but what step. i've
1: found so far is i'm very prone to just pressing things that pop up uh usually fire alarms yeah I <laughs> <shouldn't do that. laughs> or chandeliers chandeliers yeah so that's kind of the, the few things but i've really picked up anything more i mean i've only done the uh, Paris level once I, mm-hmm. I went through the, the training levels quite a few times but I think it's going to take a few more levels it's going to specifically take me doing some of the latter levels that I haven't watched you do yet mm-hmm. to really kind of see what my own pace is to, to figure out what to do and also we did uh, the the Paris level as a stream on Monday night and I, you know, I was trying to get it done within the hour now, if yeah. I was going at my own pace, I probably wouldn't have killed the second target the way that you was sort of, but not
0: quite nudging me towards. Yeah, we were coming up on the top of the hour, and you had kind of I, just been
1: I was certainly swanning her. a bit. Well, A, I was interested to see how far they would take her in, like, the scripting and her animations and all this yeah. kind of stuff, and see, like, what does her AI do? Uh, and B, I was just seeing if any kind of potential opportunities became available, um, but in the end, a hammer, a screwdriver, and a letter opener did the job perfectly <laughs> fine. And yeah. there I was gallivanting down the pipes on the side of the building. So yeah, it's it's more Hitman. It's it's good. Um, we've got some news to talk about regarding Hitman, uh, and I I think it's very justified in the many places it's going to pop up in the end of the year game awards, perhaps here included. Uh, yeah. So that's that's. I've only again. I've only played a little bit of it. Like I really want to sit down for it for a good day or two and really just hammer out a couple of the levels. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And we've both been playing Pokemon. We have Pokemon Sun and Moon came out. now. I had started it before we recorded last week, but we were pressed for time. So uh, and I really had only gotten maybe ninety minutes in. But now yeah, and I also wanted to sit down for a few hours. Yeah. Now I am. A, 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 a fair bit in. Mm-hmm. I'm a good few hours in. Um I've gotten past the first trial, I'm off the first island. Um and you have you're not that far yet. I've
1: done the first trial. Okay. So you finished it now. I yeah
0: I did mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Um so I'm a little bit past that. So yeah. you haven't left the island yet. I haven't left the island. So. Yet, but you yet, no. you're I'm in, in the, enough. the meadow area. Yeah, you're you're in enough to get a kind of a, a feel for things. Sure, yeah. Uh, some thoughts. It's the f- First Pokemon
1: game in a while that really has its own identity. Mm. Like X and Y had uh, a bit of that by having that kind of Paris theme going for it. Mm-hmm. But what worried me with, not worried, but what I was thinking with Sun and Moon is that it was just going to feel like a bit of an extension of Ruby and Sapphire. With the, there's a lot of water and it's a bit more of a kind of tropical climate because that is what Ruby and Sapphire is. Mm-hmm. But the key thing with this game is it has the that kind of wind waker effect where it's just a really charming, pleasant, pleasant experience, yeah. you know? And I mean, the Pokemon games have always been that. That, yeah. that is their thing. But everything about the game just has, in the year of 2016,
0: has a, a charm to it. Like fucking Team Skull. Oh, my God. Uh, did they you, did, are did, amazing. You, did you do what I said after the first time? Where you turn the volume up when they show up? Oh, yeah. So you heard the, the kind of the riggedy riggity remix? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the gang signs. Just the walking around, calling themselves hard all the that time. They're hard. They're bone
1: hard. <laughs> they are bone hard. <laughs> like, it's... Uh, but the, the thing... They work <laughs> hard. They bone hard. Besides that, <laughs> there is a ton of tiny little features that a lot of people had been nagging... Game
0: Freak, the Pokemon company, to do for the mm-hmm. longest time. Uh, putting Pokemon directly into your party after you catch them, even if exactly. your party's full. Exactly. Uh, being able to drag and drop between box and party. Yep. Which I only noticed today. Yep. All these tiny little features that we've
1: been thinking, why haven't they been there for the longest time? Mm-hmm. And they finally got around to it, you know. Um, the one thing that annoys me a little bit, but I, I feel like I know why they've done it, is the camera is... Very kind of zoomed in on you, Mm -hmm. and I'd like it if I I fully know why they don't allow you to kind of zoom the camera around because it, you know, it it lessens the amount of work they have to do basically when it comes to building shit. Um,
0: but just to be able to zoom out just a little bit more, just to kind of appreciate... Take it in.
1: Yeah, you know, because...
0: Yeah. So, like, it still does have those moments, like when you enter an area it will tilt the camera. Sure. So yeah, you can see It, ahead it does of
1: pick its kind of fixed camera spots. Mm. I'm not ex- expecting you know, uh, Mario 64 kind of control. Yeah. But just a little bit of being able to zoom out, because, uh, you know, it's a really nice looking game, and you know, you can see how far we've come along. Like your character is this kind of fully three D formed character, which you were in X and Y, but mm. even more so now. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a really charming experience, and uh, I think the the Z animations are a bit. Uh, I actually
0: even, haven't even done one yet. A bit of the round in that they go on for a while. I haven't. I haven't needed to do them yet because I mean, I, I just wanted I, to see what I, they Yeah, do. I find myself. I'm. I'm still. It hasn't gotten to that crucial point where the level of the pokemon around me is starting to catch up with my level. Yeah. Um I'm still a good 7 8 le- mo- like my strongest pokemon are like 7 8 levels ahead of sure the hardest trainers yeah. in the area. I just, Even I was going to hardest trainers I in just the area to see to see um, what they do. Yeah. But
1: it's like you you can see that they've done all these things to make the game as convenient because I think they realised that after Pokemon Go, a lot of people were going to pick this game up, which Mm -hmm. we can confirm later they have. Like, the fact that there's that Munchlax that you can pick up, which has...
0: um, One of the handiest moves ever for catching wild Pokemon. It's got a move called Back, Yeah. Which uh guarantees no matter how hard it strikes an opponent to leave them at one HP. Yeah, there's there's a couple of moves like that. Yeah. But usually
1: it's not the kind of Pokemon that you'll pick up so early on. Mm. And you you know that they gave you that
0: Pokemon just to make that life yeah. you know that Here, job a little bit easier. Here's easy the one uh I think drawback so far is that it's the least challenging by some distance. Oh, absolutely. Um it's I, I find it a little bit too hand-holdy at points. Yep. Down to the back that I would love to be able to knock off the waypoint system mm-hmm. so that I have to figure out myself where I'm going. Don't mind having a map permanently on the bottom screen but knowing exactly where I have to go at all times. The only the only benefit of that is the the one you said to me yesterday, which is you know where not to go when you're trying to explore at least, because you won't trigger a cutscene if you don't head up towards the waypoint.
1: Yeah, which is a thing that RPGs can be guilty of sometimes. Yeah. Um but it's good I I like it in that yeah. um when I know where I need to go, I go in the exact opposite direction. That's yeah. always my thing I tend to do. Yeah, and I just
0: kind of um like I appreciate some of the things like the Rotom decks. Rotom decks it's very sassy. It's he, a sassy Pokedex. He has fully come from the school of Chat Shit Get Banged. Yeah. But at the same time, he is part of and I think your two companions on the tour. Um is it Lily and Hal for now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think um they lean into the that it is very hand holdy because oh, absolutely. every single one of them serves to constantly remind you this is what you've just done and this is what you've got to do next. It's very much a Nintendo game. Yeah, but I, I, I think they've leaned a little bit on the on the balance. Because there is a balance to be struck in these Pokemon games, and in any game really, between um uh showing a player what to do and letting them figure it out. And I think they've gone and understandably, because there's gonna be a lot of people um, or they're going to hope at least there's a lot of people coming in from pokemon go that either haven't played a pokemon game in a long time or for young quite younger people this is their first like this every pokemon thing. game is someone's first pokemon like game. there
1: are people complaining saying you know we've done pokemon a thousand fucking yeah. times now but
0: it's like there's always a new generation coming yeah. up my know? my thing would just be that it would be nice even just to knock off the Rotom decks every now and then and figure it out for myself sure um, or, or just some or way to, make, to or, skip or to some ma- of or to make what, at the beginning. Yeah, or to make um, some of the things my buddies say a bit more cryptic. Yeah. But I don't... That, like, there's, there's literally one thing when you get off the, the ferry to the second island where uh, Lily says to you, it's like, okay, um, if you want to go do the trial, this is exactly where you've got to go. But if you want to come see me and go find a cool thing, I'll be in names the place. Yeah. And instead of, right, okay, right, now I have to find where this place is, because I might want to go do that cool thing first. The camera pans out, and around the corner, <laughs> this is where she'll be. Like, it's... You know, it's just... Pokemon games have never had a difficulty
1: set before, but you're getting to the point where you think, look, just give us two options. This is my first time playing a Pokemon game. I've played a few Pokemon games before. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And
0: just cut it's like, you that- know, the, the way the. FIFA has the three yeah, 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 set, yeah. The three sets of well, settings. Well, most games have it. Hospitality settings. Is yeah, the term Yeah, most they give them, yeah. most
1: games yeah. have some formal variation of it. But I do yeah. think it's at the point now where it just needs to say, look, like, you've played a Pokemon game, you know yeah. what you're doing.
0: One thing I do appreciate, and I think that it's a deliberate uh, thing to kind of keep the uh, their claws in the older fans, is that there's areas very early on where you start to catch a lot of Gen One Pokemon. Yes, I've noticed that, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, before I left the first island, I had gotten myself a Butterfree. Like, I'd, I'd gotten a Campion of Olives all the way up. Uh, I had gotten a Spearow, which I don't care about. I'd gotten a ratata. Yeah. Um, several, actually. Yeah. Um, I had gotten... There was one... Or, there was two patches of grass on the same route that had... Growlets, Mankeys, and gastlies. Yep, got all of them. And I got all three of them yep. uh, because I am a member of Gengar's gang quite yep. proudly. I got my Mankey, named it Morrissey. Uh, I got an Abra named him Yuri Geller.
1: Yep, I'd name mine Abra could something or another because uh, I... I called my Spiro actually,
0: Tim. Tim. <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm afraid appreci- of him. <laughs> I'm appreciating my Munchlax called Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty strong. And my Growlithe, which is called Dog. My Growlithe, which is now a Dartrix, I uh, couldn't think of the name on time, but I refer to him by a nickname I've given him since, and that is Montgomery. Yeah. Although I am in now, uh, the, 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 I think it's the town f- you get to first on the second island is, has the name rater. Okay. So I can mm-hmm. change him to Montgomery sure. when I the, This is the thing. Time. Like,
1: I'm... Approaching this Pokemon game. Completely By the way, he
0: strongly rated Yuri uh, Geller as a nickname. Yeah, strongly rated. it I
1: am approaching this Pokemon game completely different to any other Pokemon game I've played before. For a start, I'm nicknaming all my Pokemon.
0: Never done this before. Well, when we did the, when we were doing uh, our playthrough of Pokemon Blue. We were naming. Well, that was right different. Center, yeah. That's you know, that's a, that's a dumb I play need to, it. I need to get a, um, I need to get something and name it Bork Laser. Sure, sure. After we fucked it, trying to write that the first time. Yeah uh <laughs> But it it does feel
1: like a bit of a different kind of Pokemon game, you know. Yeah. It's it's bordering it's, it's on got bo- an it's got
0: a, a cool and interesting aesthetic. It's bordering on what you would think a home console version of Pokemon might yeah. feel like, you know. And whereas in the last Pokemon game, um the the professor was what you might call daddy as fuck. Yeah, this one is this one is cool uncle as is, fuck. He is no, he is dude bro the, oh, dude the bro, professor sure. he I really yeah. like he's wearing um cotton three quarter length sweatpants uh sandals i'm assuming no socks i can't remember open We're, wearing a lab coat with, with no shirts yeah that's the that's the part that gets me like it's it tells people like i'm a professor i'm a serious pokemon professor please take me seriously but i am ready To go catch some waves, if needs be. I
1: showed Laura this. She picked it up and started playing. She's like, I thought the fucking professor was like some old man. What the fuck's this all about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, He's he's a bit different. And the use of
0: uh, kahunas and captains I think is cool. Um, because I've only been through one trial and it was kind of very straightforward, I I don't have a conclusive opinion yet on the trials, but on the second island, there's four, I think it's. Okay. So, I'll I'll have a good idea by next week, I'd say, because I'm going to do a bit of traveling this weekend, so I will probably get a fair few hours of Yeah, like,
1: I've only been able to play for, like, an hour at a time, and it's killing me. It's not how I want to play Pokemon, but it's just my hand is forced at this point, but... You can definitely feel that some of the team
0: went to Hawaii for two weeks and just had a time, you know? (laughs) Yeah, they went, like, after to celebrate the release of XY, they went to Hawaii and someone came from went, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) How do we got a notepad? How do we got a (laughs) notepad? Yeah, and I've only seen
1: a few of the the new gen Pokemon, but, like, just the general
0: character designs, there's just a lot of... I'm in love with Rowlet. Yeah, he's, I've noticed you... And even Dartrix. Because he got an owl with a bow tie, who's the most adorable thing in the world, and there's many gifts of Rowlet from the anime where oh. he is the most adorable thing in the and world. And I tell you
1: what, I tell you what, this is the first time since the original series what I want to watch this season series
0: anime. Yeah. I also know. want a Rowlet teddy. Fair. There better be a Rowlet plushie. Like in in the week where they announce is going to be a Ditto plushie. Yes. After I saying that there's yeah, a Ditto yeah. plushie in the corner when you start <laughs> the game. Um. Yes, I want my of plushy. Uh. And yeah, when he evolves into Darktrix, he evolves from being just a, a simple L with a a leafy bow tie into an L with a leafy bow tie and a quiff. Yes, which is great. And his idle animation is to brush the quiff quiff out of his mm-hmm, eye, mm-hmm. which is good stuff. Uh, it's it was one of the first times I'd really struggled with Do I actually want to evolve this Pokemon? Yeah. You know, because I'm one of those heartless guys that will evolve Pikachu into Raichu every time when he gets um, to Thunderstorm. The other way around.
1: Um, I really want to get a Tucannon just because it's got the greatest death there since Luigi Maricar. You know, <laughs> it's proper like I will fuck you up. So yeah, like I've I've only really been able to put a few hours into it. Um, but I got to mimic you as well. I wait, really? Yeah, in a wonder trade. <laughs> fuck's sake it's nightmare fuel yeah i need to do a few more (laughs) do a few of those um i love like everyone's become mental about um in the anime where like now the origin story it's not that he's kind of
0: besotted with pikachu like he straight up hates him yeah uh yeah i'm still loving the fan theory that it's a it's the porygon uh that gave all the kids seizures in the 90s (laughs) evolved into porygon 2 and now hides under a sheet some people like to go
1: far with their theories let's be honest yeah but um, But yeah, like I'm. It's also the first Pokemon game in a while where I'm just curious to see how it unfolds and not just trying to kind of mainline it just to get to the end and get onto the kind of second part of the the reason people the, play the part Pokemon. where the real sickness gets yeah, in. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm very happy to just sort of let this unfold. Interesting yeah. as well to see, rather than have the... I don't know what the post-game is going to be, but the post-game in the X and Y was the, the quest to find and battle Zygarde. Sure. And it looks like you're basically building a Zygarde like it's made out of Lego in this. really. Have you not come across any of the people yet? Uh, no. So, you, throughout the game, you collect Zygarde cores and shells. Okay. Okay. Uh, cells, not shells, sorry. Uh, and I'm assuming the implication being you eventually build yourself as Iguard. Now I don't know if you build it and you just have it, or you build it and it battles you right there wherever you finish building You know what it would have been a swerve if you actually did build a cell. <laughs> yes. Or I built I built cell for yeah, Dragon Ball Z That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. That would be well, that <laughs> would be a twist. i would watch that anime. But yeah, that's that's Pokemon Sun and Moon. You have Sun, I have moon. Yeah. So We're i are gonna do a lot of trading. We'll we'll check in a little as the week goes on. I haven't gotten any of the version exclusive ones yet. I don't even
1: know what the fucking
0: version exclusive are. I looked them are. up, but I was like, I've never seen any of these
1: fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, honestly, like I have, other than what I get on my tweet feed uh, every other couple of days from either Nintendo or someone retweeting something, I am pretty much in the dark with a lot of what's going on with this game. Yeah, and I'm kind of fine with that. I'm yeah. kind of just fine to let it wash over me like a cool Hawaiian breeze. Hmm.
0: Absolutely. Also, uh, riding a Tauros is great. haven't got that yet, it's but I'm looking forward to it. It's great. I did that in the demo, actually. That it's was just good good. Zoom along with yeah. them. Yeah. If you hold down the sprint, like just this kind of rocket charge. It's great. Uh, and all oh, as well, you can unlock multiple different Pokemon to do that with throughout the game. <laughs> yeah, because um, there's like a Leprush. Uh, Machoke. Machoke, yeah. Uh, or Machamp. Um, but also, there are certain areas. Do you remember the area I was telling you about? um that didn't appear to have anything sure i looked it up and apparently there is a thing you can get to but you need to have the machamp to get up the side of a hill okay with, fair enough and so. again like going
1: back to it makes the game like easier but also just i like that from the get-go i can just make my team of six and i don't have to worry about making a tm h oh, the hm it's slave. weird
0: that i'm still coming across like the trainers i battle in the big pivotal battles none of them seem to have six pokemon yet no <laughs> I don't know if I come across anyone with more than three I mean that's always been
1: the, the Pokemon yeah, tradition it's weird so yeah um, um, but no I, I just it's
0: just a really nice game to play you know yeah, yeah. and that's good yeah the other game I've been playing mm-hmm. will provide us with an excellent segue so what I'm going to do is they're going to stop the playing uh, playing this week right here okay and move into the news news on the mark Mark, I'm back exploring the galaxy Because news broke Yeah After the podcast last week I think it was the morning after we recorded the podcast last week uh, No Man's Sky finally broke their silence Long long time now, radio silence Now funny this That they actually were just working on the game Funny this huh it's, it's still poor From them not to have said anything There's, There's no two ways about it It is horrendous customer service i have mixed
1: feelings on it i'll say that much
0: oh i it's still it's still absolute
1: all all i will say because oh, we, we don't because we've spoken about this a number of times all i will say is anything said on twitter or wherever is mm. just going to be met with a fucking 50 page spread of but it venom and vitriol it, it doesn't that doesn't I, I, justify I know, I, I ignoring know, the values? I know, I know, but every single tweet is just going to be met yeah.
0: with, "Oh, the game's broken! You lied!" Blah blah blah. Yeah, they just go away and just even they weren't responding to press inquiries about their broken game. Like, so if you don't want to deal with people on Twitter, you could reach out to actual outlets True. and do a sit-down interview and try and explain things. There are m- a multitude well, of different ways they could have handled this, let, and they probably picked the worst way. Let's let's be fair. The the documentary in three Apart years. Apart from maybe time, putting up a video of them actively
1: wanking onto a pile of people's cash. The documentary in three years' time will explain all of this and
0: yeah. all the glory. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, so they announced patch one point one, which is the foundations update. And I'm not gonna read it out here because we've There's only got there. one evening to record <laughs> this. Um <clears throat> The high points, well they've they've fixed a lot of um a lot of bugs people were reporting. That's kind of been the the standard with all the patches they've done so far. But uh, up at the very top, they have changed uh, a lot. So now when you boot up the game, you get the choice of game modes. So you c- the, the mode everybody had to play before now was called normal mode. And you can c- uh, continue your save in normal mode. Or you can do uh, something straight out of Minecraft. And those are creative mode and survival mode. According to the patch notes here, creative mode allows players to explore the universe without limits and build a huge base. Survival mode really changes the game, creating a much more challenging endurance experience. So presumably, that's just hard mode. Now, is this when you start the game, or even if you're halfway through a game, you if can you're change ha- it, if you're if you're halfway through the game, you can either continue in normal mode, or you can start a new save on one of the other two. It okay. won't port it into because the universe is already generated sure. at the gotcha. kind of um, at the level it's supposed to be at. Um... What else are we talking about here? The uh, base building is the big new thing. So, um, are you building out to heaven? <laughs> someday, someday, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to build bases on planets here, um, and the the limits here. There are some limits to it. You you find... You can't just set up a base anywhere, right? Okay. So there are certain uh, abandoned buildings you will find on planets. There's usually a couple per star system. And you can build that out into a base. So you go in, there's a little module. You hold down square to interact with it. And you agree to take that over as your home base. And then you expand out. And it's a pretty... It's a pretty large... There's a kind of... There's a... Uh, like an invisible wall sort of that shows you where the outer limits of where you can build is and for the amount you can do in the bases right now this is not to say that because it's a foundations update and the thing they're keen to stress on is that there's going to be more later yeah. but this is just this is what you have for now so for what you are able to do now it is more than enough room because as well as being able to build out you can build up which I didn't realise at the start because I was going into this completely blind Um, so you build different rooms, different corridors, and you can, uh, one of the things because one of the criticisms a lot of people have is how it can become a real tricky inventory management game after a certain point when you've got a certain amount of things. Uh, one of the things you can build in your base is container after container after container that stores your shit. Now, none of them, unfortunately, are the kind of Witcher 3 style bottomless pit that you can throw an infinite amount of shit into. Um, it's more kind of... <coughs> Minecraft. Need, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need to build a chest or build a container in this case that stores a certain amount of objects. And the implication with that being that later on, like, there's a certain limit to the amount of containers you can have right now, but I would suspect at some stage, whether it's already available in the game or in a future update, you'll be able to get upgrades to containers so that the containers can store more or that you can have more of them. Yeah. Anyway, um, within those... Uh, the, the because base building on its own if base building has no real purpose to it no real uh, substantial effect on the actual course of the game then it's kind of wank see fallout 4 because the thing they added was base building and base building has very little effect either way i know a lot of people who have gone through the entirety of fallout 4 and have not really touched a base apart from the missions where they literally have to go back and do something with the base
1: yeah well sure like the whole point of a base is either you're building because you
0: have people to put in the base or you're building to defend against some people coming towards your base yeah but in this case uh, what it does to gameplay isn't anything like that um what it is is uh in different rooms so you build corridors that branch out from your central chamber And you build uh, cylindrical or eventually unlock square chambers, rooms that you can put different workstations in, right? So, the four I have interacted with, I think they're the only four that are available. and I can't think of ones that would go in on top of that. There's construction. uh, There's the armory. There is the science station. And there is the farming station. So construction uh, or each one of those right you go and you have to find a being in the sta- in this at the space station or at a trade post or at an abandoned facility something like that who is willing to work as one of those things so you'll encounter aliens that now have a script in them that will say oh I'm an expert construction person I'm a scientist blah 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 so you recruit them and when they're working at your station that unlocks a whole series of side quests. Mm-hmm. so rather than just kind of the, the the purpose of building without them would be just building to fucking build but this is uh building so that they can get you upgrades to weapons so that you can explore deeper in the universe survive more toxic atmospheres be able to mine more difficult elements because they've added in a whole bunch of new elements uh into it that are harder to mine you need an advanced mining laser and for that you need to do a, a kind of litany a side quest for your armor um Another wrinkle that comes into it is that you won't necessarily find all the people to staff your base uh, in one star system. And what you basically have to do is if you're moving star system and you have a base on a planet... You have to take the whole thing apart. Now, you, there is no cost, as in you don't lose any resources by taking something apart. You get, if it costs 100 iron to build something, if you scrap it, you get the 100 iron back. Okay. It's completely break-even. So you hire, say, in one university, or one star system, the only person you can find is an armor. You get the armor, you hire him, you realize, oh, I can't get my. Well, there's there's always a construction guy. I have never come across a, a star system where there isn't a construction guy. So there's always a construction guy, and maybe you'll find an armor. So if you're a construction guy and an armor, you can't find the farmer. You can't find the scientist. So you take apart the whole fucking base, you pack it into your ship or into your exosuit or whatever. You pop off in your warp drive, go to the next star system. When you build, when you find a base in that star system and you activate that new one as a base, if you try to build your construction terminal again, that guy pops back up straight oh. away so you don't have to rehire people you can bring staff between star systems hey, I got this guy on speed dial, right? yeah basically yeah. he will just as it, instantaneously when you build a thing he just pops up does he actually get to go uh, bowling if only Gazin Gazin um, there's also a portal in your base that brings you immediately to the space station so you don't have to leave planet and if you teleport to the space station uh, this, your ship will follow now this has resulted in a hilarious glitch with Brian where Brian uh, teleported off the space station and somehow got tra- got his spaceship trapped in his base so the game's not perfect yet no it's still not perfect uh, uh, how is the space combat? I've always well, it's all it's been in there since before. No, it's, no, but how is it now? Like Oh, I enjoy quite a bit. I enjoy it. Is it, I it enjoy, um what it has done is, is it's look, put on is, is it Star Fox? It's Do you know what? It's actually added a very Star Fox thing and it's added kind of the red triangle reticle thing so it shows you what you're locking onto, so you can follow it with you. That's fine because that's probably better than Star Fox Zero. Yeah, whereas in earlier updates you couldn't. Uh, Like the difficulty in space combat always comes because there's no up, down, left or right. Mm. So they're able to move around you in all sorts of directions and all sorts of speeds. Um, The other thing, the other big thing that has been added is the ability now to buy freighters. Mm -hmm. Um... Those things will set you back. The lowest I've seen is 7 million credits flat, which is a fucking lot. Um, so I think the strategy for most people, uh, the, the quickest strategy is going to be to upgrade your base as much as possible because you can eventually upgrade your technology with your science officer and your weapons with your armory and your ability to farm raw materials with your farmer that you can have it auto-growing materials that you can sell and you can also send out... Uh, Brian was saying uh, he hasn't actually made them himself but he saw by looking up the patch notes there are these little drones that will go out and mine resources for you when you okay. get upgraded enough so you can start accruing money to buy a, sure. a freighter and uh, the other thing about the freighters is once you own a freighter you can build your base on the freighter which means you never have to take apart the base again then okay. once you get to that point right. so there is kind of a brass ring there how is the creature design it's still the same, like it's still procedurally generated no no I know that but is the procedurally the procedural generation less um (laughs) broken Uh, I've only come across a couple in my whole time that are kind of hilarious Mm mhm um, most of them are fine to bizarre like nothing you wouldn't see in a really strange sci-fi movie sure um, but that's the thing about procedure generated stuff it's like there's only so much you can tweak the really hilarious stuff out before you start just getting every planet everything looks kind of broadly the, well the yeah
1: no because what it felt like from some the, of the, 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 fo- the fo- I was going to say what yes. it feels like from some of the footage that I've watched is that it's procedural generation but it felt like there was three different parts, the head, the body, the legs, that was it. And it was just like kind you of know, random.
0: There's defi- yeah, there's definitely more than that because there's... No, there, I know, I know. Now, but well, it... now at least there is because there are some that don't have any sort of yeah, legs obviously, or, or head of any description That all. was kind of like a base level to start with, and yeah. clearly they just needed to refine that a lot yeah. more. And They're, I figured that was the thing they'd yeah, work Yeah, there's definitely one that I've seen that looks like halfway between a slug and a big toe. Sure, like, like and that. so he has no, he just slithers along or okay. he jumps along a little bit. So, um, yeah. Other than that, like I think everything else is real kind of um, sort of minor. You can now build beacons and stuff, so you can build beacons and save points wherever you are. You don't have to try and find them on a planet. Uh, they've changed some of the requirements for fueling things, so. A lot of people, like I got stuck on a planet once because I found a new ship and I traded for the new ship and the ship was broken to fuck as they always are because the first challenge when you get a new ship is to repair the ship so you can get off the planet. And I happened to be on a planet that had fuck all of the material that was required to fuel the ship. Of course. So instead of tweaking it so that it was more predictable that there'd be a base amount of everything on any planet... Uh, what they've done is they've made more common elements to things to fuel them so to fuel your hyperdrive which is the thing you need to jump between planets not star systems as the warp drive uh, the thing to jump just between planets and to, for basic quick space flight uh, instead of it was one of the radioactive elements one of the isotopes before but now it's just iron which is any rock, any like uh, uh, m- that's good. I have not been on a planet that doesn't have a, a
1: lot of iron. That's it. that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. And then I mean, this I already feel I know the answer, but from I haven't seen anything in the patch notes. Um. The the hot topic, the big word beginning with M, other than Mark, multiplayer.
0: Oh, none. No. but uh, like it's not something I'm there are there are a couple of things not for us personally yeah yeah there are a couple of things that lead me to believe there's going to be more interaction between players in the future one of the things you're able to build so is that you're able to build beacons and save points now one of the things you're able to build is a communications terminal and I haven't built one yet but the description of it is to leave messages on a planet for other players okay so I think that's the start of them dipping their toe and trying to get people's games to communicate with each other. That's kind of Dark Souls-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that That is what I think. Yeah. Um, uh, There's also things people... People have dug into the code and found a couple of things that they're laying markers for. Like, one of them, and it's something that I've really wanted since the start, is the idea of, like, a lunar module, like a buggy, that when you're on the planet... Because the planets are fucking huge! Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's... not practical to, like, just take your uh, your spaceship with you because it's going to use up sure, fuel. yeah. Because just taking off... Uh, uses up, uses up your, your launch thruster fuel yeah
1: I, I definitely think that some kind of fast travel mechanic that wasn't just a ship apparently
0: there's coding in it for some sort of rover or buggy that's good Uh, presumably there'll be a way to deploy it out of your ship and you'll be able to bring it then with you or maybe it will be parked at your base so once you build a base then you have a rover boy I can't wait to see how that drives oh I better be like the thing is like with the cool gravity because using the jetpack so gravity is kind of funky sometimes on planets where I know as I fall a lot quicker or I fall kind of more gradually so it'd be actually really cool if the thing has some thrusters in it that it might be cool to do like some slow motion driving off a cliff and shit basically we're gonna end up with GTA 5 mods but with No Man's Sky um but yeah, everything they've done, I think everything they've done here is like it's 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 really to me reminiscent of Destiny. Because Destiny started off and it was a hollow shell where a game should have been. Yeah. And it was the game playing it felt good, but there was nothing in it to keep you coming back. And that's what happened to No One Sky. Pretty much everybody fell off. Um I think And amazing that didn't end up with a false advertising lawsuit thrown against it. Yeah. I think I think No Man's Sky unfortunately was the wrong game at the wrong time, that it was a straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people. Yeah um because there were just as many people that were going crazy about destiny when it came out but i also think there was much more of a current of there were a lot of people early on tricking themselves into thinking they liked destiny a lot more than they did (laughs) until such a time came that destiny now is a pretty full game well you have to remember that bungie had halo on the back of it and the fanboys from that so yeah whereas they had like uh, hello games had joe danger yeah you know um which i would say is better than halo but (laughs) that's just me but um, yeah, this is not by any means done, and nor did like it's called the foundations update yes, for a reason. They
1: declared that it's not done.
0: Don't know when the next one will be. They're not saying, obviously. Um, this is how I want it need to be now. Just radio silence for the next three months. But this is this is a step in the right direction for sure. sure. It's got me back playing when there's a lot of other games I really should be playing. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, how the numbers will be for this. Um, because... Like, I know we were down... On Steam, that game was down to less than 1,000 concurrent players. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there, My there was, Twitter feed has been blowing
1: up with all the No Man's Sky the last couple there of There was a lot of people that were just kind of swearing the game off for good. Now, it's good that they've done this, but they have also done this at a time where we've just had three of the biggest fpss of the year come yep. out and one of them
0: suffering we've
1: yep. just had fucking final fantasy Yeah, like there's races. definitely an
0: argument to be made that maybe the timing wasn't the greatest on the patch but as well like they really need to get out Oh, they out had to get out as, You know yeah, what I mean? No, absolutely. It was, it's a rock and a hard place because yeah. there's probably, like, January would have been an ideal time to get people with their post-Christmas money. Sure. Now, maybe there's more content. Like, that would be smart if there was a, a certain cool thing that they had done as well and went, you know what? There's already a lot in this update. Let's keep this thing to get at least a headline out of January. What would be good for them now? If they could get into a monthly
1: pattern of getting incremental, like, updates going... Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. now they have this foundation. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, I mean, for a while no they were doing. Like for a while
0: do. they were doing. They weren't content patches, but they were definitely like they were patching it on the regular to fix things. Yeah, they were fixing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Which as well is something that needs to be done with these. Like if you intend people to play these games long term, you need to be keeping on top of what's bugging them.
1: Uh, of course. Well, this um, is a this is a different kind of game compared to most other console games out there. You know, yeah. this is that bridge between say like StarCraft, mm. but. A console version, but yeah. a lot problem is, is a
0: lot of people were expecting StarCraft, but on the mm-hmm. console, which is what this never was meant yeah, to be. I'll be interested to see where I, like, do I fall out of playing it again before the next thing comes in. I suspect I probably will just... There's a lot of things to play. In, yeah, in my position, I have, I think, I think there's four games in my backlog at the moment. Um, it's too much. for full games. Um Like, I wanted to talk this week about Battlefield, but... <laughs> I just haven't had the time. Like, I've played more Battlefield and it's great, but with No Man's Sky, with Pokemon, I just haven't had the time. Anyway, let's move on. Sure. Uh, Black Friday was last Friday. Yeah, that was a thing. And uh, some interesting numbers coming out of there. Uh, 1.9 million games sold during Black Friday event. Uh, What tempted you? You got Hitman. Was that that your sole foray into Black Friday? I mean, what money could I possibly using to buy that's other true. things. There were some ridiculous discounts though. Like I came into you and Dan here last week and started reading out the PSN oh, discounts. If there was, I, oh my god. If I was in a position where I could have I'd have had
1: Hitman, I'd have had Overwatch, mm. I would have had Titanfall two. Yeah you know? Well, that's that's one of yeah. the ones I got. Yeah. But I I'm only in a position where I could have
0: justified one purchase. So yeah. I, I ended up me. getting um Titanfall two uh, which was down to was it 40 quid which was like pretty great like the deluxe edition was down to 50 but I I don't the deluxe edition like it's only just multiplayer maps and stuff yeah um Return to Arkham was half price so I said I would pay 25 quid to play Arkham Asylum again so I, I, I I jumped on that and then Dirt Rally was less than 20 quid and I went and looked it up. I said, well, because I don't have a proper racing game. I thought I could hear you the other night and I could hear some sort of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that motherfucker buy Dirt Rally? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. son of a bitch. I bought it and it was kind of like... It was an impulse buy, but it was it was kind of like... Was it just because I, I fucking said I want to no, buy Dirt No, I rally. wanted a racing game because like, I don't really... Like, the only racing game I have on current-gen consoles, I think... Is Fast Racing Neo and Mario Kart on the Wii U, right? So, I mean, uh, so you need really? Yeah, I don't really have anything on um, on PS Four, which is my main console. Sure. And this thing was either twenty quid or just a shade under twenty quid, and I just googled because, like I've advised before, you know, I look up what people thought of the game at the time or what people I generally agree with. The Metacritic score was not like eighty six for it. And it only came out this year. It's a good school. Yeah. Well, I think it did anyway because like, Metacritic has it in the top 20 PS4 games of 2016. So, uh, oh yeah. it took a took a plunger.
1: The key thing I want to take from this MCV article, uh, the increase in the market week on week was much bigger this year, whereas last year software sales rose 60% for the week of Black Friday. This year, that increase was 181%. Mm -hmm. Revenue 2 saw a massive rise of 135% week on week compared with 2015's 32%.
0: Now... The key thing I take from this now, it's fair to say we need to whenever we get we talk about these these sales figures, it, 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 we must note these are UK sales figures only. Yes, because we don't get the NPDS for the, the for America. No, but still, UK the UK market is still a good kind of.
1: Uh,
0: a, but target to, to work with yeah it, it will based be on to work with yeah there's a couple of things that are usually outliers like when fifa does really well it's not going to do as well in the no, states but sure. generally speaking it's a good indicator of what's selling well uh, in the west now the thing with this partially this may
1: explain um some of the reason that some of the games that have been coming out in the last month or so haven't sold as well and I think Black Friday actually has something to do with that now. Yeah,
0: well, like, we've known for... Like, they've been promoting the shit out of it that they were going to do Black Friday sales for ages. Yeah. And it's really starting to take off over here. Like, it's only the... Very much. Maybe the third year where I know of it as being a big thing in the UK um and this is maybe the first year over in Ireland even where uh, there were places doing black friday promotions well, we um
1: so this is now duh, 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 the second year where i've not worked in retail but certainly the two years before that we were taking into account black black friday you yeah. know we were taking into account that shit this weekend is going to be manic mm. and i remember um the the consoles, you know, they all went down. The games were, were dropped in price. And obviously with software or, or digital sales on, on the Uprise, that that's a kind of perfect target place mm. for Black Friday sales. And we, it's going to get to this interesting point where we're going to have the, okay, this is the start of the the Madden season for yeah. video games and everything onwards. But there's going to be a cutoff point where it's like, I, we can't see anything past this
0: point because no one's going to buy it because yeah. Black Friday is coming along. You could alive. find some of the big November games. will wait until December now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would not be surprised if the likes of a Call of Duty or something. Well, Call of Duty is probably the one that is just going to, no matter when, they like get come out on Christmas Day and people will come out on Christmas Day to fucking buy it. Sure. Um, But a lot of other games would... Maybe move away yeah, from the, being there sucked is, into Black Friday. We're gonna like, have. I'll tell this... you what; it's probably done. Titanfall 2's player base something b- brilliant. Oh, right? absolutely. Um, yeah, because that was a game where I wasn't gonna be looking at that for a long time. If I it tell didn't you drop what, precipitously.
1: The the next uh, news piece around the PS4. I bet you there was a whole bunch of people that bought PS4 and Titanfall Two this weekend mm-hmm, just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I am concerned that we're gonna end up with like a bottleneck of where we have a month where just
0: every fucking game comes out and then you've got like a two or three week period before what, Black Friday. What you could find is you could find like things are going to move back either side. So you have like, we're going to have a really busy December. Or a really um, busy October. Well, really, It'll have to be a really busy first week of December because you need time to breathe before Christmas so the mothers and fathers can get the, the game for the kid. Yeah. Um, And then you're going to have like a really, really manic October and you might have a November where next to nothing comes out i'm absolutely fascinated next year to see how yeah because kind of the traditional um there are usually there there used to traditionally be quiet periods throughout the year january was usually fucking barren sure um and kind of after like kind of late april maybe or mid to late april until pre-e3 yeah uh like maybe you'd get one game that would stupidly come out in E3 week, thinking that was a good idea, <laughs> um, and then after E3, kind of like drips and drabs, and then Madden, and it's all starting again. Sure, but it's kind of gotten a bit less predictable <laughs> over the last while. Games are just coming out all the fucking time now because yeah. they're all trying to get away from each other. Yeah, um, uh, but, but yeah, that, very interesting. That makes the 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 last quarter of the year like
1: publishers are gonna really have to f- think about. How they want to approach where their game comes out, what, yeah, where do they want their game to come out in comparison to
0: FIFA, Madden, COD, and now Black Friday? And that that's yeah. a bit of a headache, yeah. Um, that was software anyway. Hardware Black Friday sees Sony's biggest week for PS4 hardware since launch, and launch being three years ago. Uh, they sold more than 250,000 units in the UK last week. Uh, which is very, very impressive. Although, that being said, the other side of the story that I have to bring up is that still on Black Friday itself, Xbox One outsold it. Uh, Sure. But- for, for the week, PS4 sold stronger, but on the day when the bargains were in, more Xbox Ones were sold. Yeah, I mean, which I'm still- it's good for Xbox to still be within... You know that that it is gaining ground slowly because that I, was not the case last year. No, I still think
1: a lot of that is to do with just more people have PS4s. So if there's a cheap Xbox going, well, fuck it,
0: I'll buy an Xbox. Yeah, it's possible. I think possible. it partially but has still, yeah, to do once, with once it. once once people are getting the Xboxes in, I don't think Microsoft carried. It, no, right, absolutely you know? not. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, that's um interesting. That Sony had a nice kind of spike there in sales. Yeah, for sure. That week. Well, like you know, um. I doubt we'll be seeing many consoles
1: sold now up, to, up until Christmas because, realistically, uh,
0: if a parent is going to want to have bought
1: they a console for the they probably picked kids, it up on Black Friday. They probably bought on Black well, Friday. They should have, anyway.
0: Yeah. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, Black Friday, big this year. Um, Final Fantasy XV feels like this game has been... Just permanently on the cusp of coming out. For the Last
1: Guardian, Final Fantasy fifteen, Duke and Forever, forever.
0: <laughs> Chinese Democracy, Chinese Democracy. Uh, Final F- Fantasy fifteen is out, and apparently it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's kind of like, the, I think the, the resounding reaction is like,
1: yeah, 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 Boy band douchebags on a road trip.
0: Nine yeah. out of ten. Yeah, seeing right. So this is from uh, VG twenty four seven. Has done us the, uh, the 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 hard work here of getting all the reviews together. It's an easy article. Let's be honest. Yeah, Gadget three hundred and sixty gave it eight. Gear Nuke nine. Game Informer eight point five. Kotaku. If that's if that's not Final Fantasy, I don't know what <laughs> is. Which is the best review ever. Uh, Game Cult 6 IGN 8.2 Polygon 9 GameSpot 8 Eurogamer no score as yet no, GameBlog France score. 9 uh... go for the what Distur- v- v- the fuck is that Steve Iver uh, S- Steve Iver, Steve Iver? sure uh, 8.5, Destructoid 9, Games Radar 4.5 out of 5, Atomics 9, US Gamer 4 out of 5, The Verge no score as yet. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, can... I'm not buying it. <laughs> but, like, go you. I, uh... Way to make a really douchey looking game
1: not be terrible, apparently. I'm vaguely curious. Like, I've now dipped my toe into the Final Fantasy world. Uh, But that is with 6 and 7, and those games came out a long time ago, and Final Fantasy games are wildly
0: different since then, and the last couple have not been received that well. I'm going to guess that if I ever spend money on a Final Fantasy game again in my life, it will be on the remake of (laughs) 7. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) But from what I've read about the
1: way the combat works in this one, and the general spectacle of this game, I feel there's a lot there to enjoy. Now I a don't have the time, b the money, hmm. or c combination of the two to to dive into this. But I think has, maybe I mean, has
0: anybody's clocked the hours for full completion? What, I think that? they sound like 50 55 hours, which it's not bad, isn't that bad? But you know when you put it up against. Melior Solid and The Witcher, it's actually pretty brisk by like comparison. Any
1: other Final Fantasy game. Yeah, that's true. Like Final Fantasy 7 I sunk in a good hundred hours and I was still nowhere near to being finished. Sick guy. So, but no, I was surprised. I was expecting this to be a bit of a car wreck. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. So,
0: fair play to him. Yeah. Fair play, Square Enix. Play. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, which you talked about earlier on the show, uh, biggest UK launch ever for Nintendo. uh and I just looked at this article for the first time and saw the picture of Rowlet with a, with a, <laughs> a stack of sick cash. It's good stuff from so Eurogamer MVP there. of 2016. Rowlet. Rowlet, my m- Man of the Year. Yeah, that's fair. I might try and make a category for Game of the Year so that Rowlet can win us. <laughs> rowlet of the or Year. Or just Rowlet of me. the Year. Yeah. Put yeah. <laughs> uh, What's on the Moon or Nintendo's biggest ever launch in the UK? Their launch last week racked up more sales than any other Pokemon duo, any other game on 3DS, even anything on Nintendo's hugely successful Wii or DS. To put it in even more perspective, Sun and Moon's first day of sales smashed Wii Fit's first week of sales back in 2008. That's At the strong. height of the Wii hysteria. That is yeah, strong. Do you remember? Everybody had that fucking Wii yes, Fit. Yes, my nan was like, oh, I've had this Wii Fit, Mark. Do you want to get that for us? That's... <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Um, and one thing I will say... Unlike Nintendo, it doesn't appear that Nintendo have done the traditional Nintendo supply-constrained bullshit. No. Because you were able to walk in and buy a copy.
1: Because it came out on Wednesday over here, and I went into my local GameStop on Saturday, and they still had a copy there for me. Whereas X and Y, you... Oh my god, you would have to kill a man to get one. Which is even more surprising as well, considering, obviously, the whole uh, Mini NES fiasco. Yeah. So, I think... You know what? And I think it says in this article, Pokemon Go... Has a lot to do with the success yeah. of Sun and Moon. Well,
0: I've been saying that all along. It's like going back, and I'm surprised that Pokemon Go at the time wasn't more heavy-handed with the the, the Sun and Moon. Uh, it didn't need to emotion. be, as it turns out. It didn't need yeah. to be, yeah. But it's been massive, and it's, it's really helped out. Um, and the key thieving... <laughs> thing, Sun and Moon were third and fourth, respectively, in the charts. this Yeah, week, which is the same because they only are behind Call of Duty and FIFA, yeah. which Res... are institutions in the UK. Respectively, they are the same
1: game. Yeah. You know, so think if that was just one game, how many?
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, It's ridiculous. As we were saying last week, Nintendo. Eurogamer said, like, if you combine the sales for both of them, it would have gone clear at the top. Yeah. As as we were saying last week, Nintendo, they're big boys. They're doing all right. Yeah. They're still the crazy toy maker. And, you know, any game where you can get a mongoose that looks like Donald Trump is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So a uh, big Hitman patch came out this week, and this was something... Uh, well, I, I saw the patch come in, but didn't realize that it was uh, a big deal until you told me about it, Mark. Sure. Um, so the update uh, that has arrived means all unlockable items earned when connected to the game servers are saved to an offline mode, so they can be used in offline mode. This is one of the biggest complaints amongst players with the game, because if the servers were down and you wanted to play offline, none of your unlocks would be available, so the update is welcome. That would seem to me a thing that probably should have been in there in the first place. An astonishing uh, oversight. oversight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, items include all mastery items, so weapons, gear, starting pickup locations, as well as elusive target suit rewards and challenge pack unlocks. It's worth noting that you must be connected to the game's servers in order to acquire the new unlocks. The Hitman November update, which weighs in at 2.4 gigs uh, on PS4, 13.66 gigs on Xbox One, what the fuck, and 2.1 on PC, follows the release of the season finale, Episode 6 in David, Hokkaido.
1: Remember, Microsoft, American, America, they do everything bigger. Yeah, that's, that's true, That's yeah. the rule.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, and uh, the article also notes that the, the physical collected uh, season one of Hitman, because uh, we know there's going to be season two now, will be released on the 31st of January, 2017. Yeah. Happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to season two as well. Sure. Looking forward to fucking finishing season one. I'm looking forward to finishing season one. Yeah. yeah. There's uh,
1: my Christmas. Yeah. I'm round the girlfriends for Christmas. I'm going to turn up with a PS4. I'm like, yeah, yep. uh, right. leave me alone.
0: Right. See you all. Um <clears throat> Stardew Valley. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, no, we'll go to Stardew Valley next. Okay, I'm just sure. saying it out loud. so yeah, might okay, as well. that's fine. Stardew Valley is coming to Xbox One in two weeks. Yep, it certainly is. Oh boy, how would that? Uh, will that game work well with the controller? Do you play it with a controller? I play with a you... controller. Oh, you don't play with mouse and keyboard. Um,
1: the 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 Mac version that I play and the the PC version, it can sometimes get a little bit mental. Like it starts freaking out, and you have to basically use the trackpad to kind of realign it but for the most part it works fine so i imagine that won't be
0: an issue with a dedicated controller yeah Uh, but no it
1: it works well it works really well
0: yeah i suppose if you can get minecraft to work easy enough on a controller it's not too much of a stretch beyond that is it yeah um yeah excited about that that's it's pretty big i mean i'm happy for for people to play it but like i mean it I have it, so I don't need another version of it. I mean, you say that, but when you eventually get an Xbox One, I would be shocked if
1: you don't buy it. Well, it's going to be on PS4. Oh,
0: that's... Any word on when it's going to PS4? Uh,
1: no, but it's also going to be on Nintendo Switch as well. Oh, dear.
0: Yeah. Oh, dear. That that seems like a real good fit. <sighs> yeah, well, I thought it was going to be on Wii U, which would have been the perfect fit, but... Um... Saves, uh, saves Harris Moon having to
1: make another game. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm not buying the game again. Come on now. So, and I'm not. Yes, I'm going to buy a fucking Xbox One and then buy Starship Valley.
0: Someone please clip that that bit of him saying that. I'm not going to buy it again.
1: Okay, okay. Mega Man 2, I'll buy on any Uh, console
0: because that's a fucking 45 minute game. Red Faction (laughs) is available in Germany for the first time since 2001 and this was a it feels like I knew about this but also completely forgot I completely about. Forgot. so THQ Shooter ah, saying THQ out loud in 2016 is weird isn't it's it like saying a claim THQ or Midway uh, woo, Shooter Red Faction will be will this year be available in Germany for the first time since its release in 2001 Red Faction was originally placed on Germany's index of potentially harmful media in 2003 due to its then graphic 3D depictions of violence even a resubmitted version stripped of all blood, dead bodies, and some, and some sound effects were not enough to sway the verdict. However, a decade and a half on THQ Nordic PR uh, and marketing director Philip Brock has told Polygon that the company has successfully argued that the now ancient graphics have negated any <laughs> such concerns. For us, clearly the mission was, we have it on the index and it's definitely not supposed to be there, he Look, said. this game looks like shit now.
1: Yeah, it's fine. You can <laughs> yeah. play it. Right.
0: I love this. This is like two weeks in a row of people being really frank about the games they own. Because wasn't the 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 guy from Respawn with Titanfall two, where someone said, yeah, well, what about EA? They said they're going to support the franchise in future. And he goes, yeah, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm loving these stories of just people who work on games just go fuck it, sure. <laughs> Who cares about
1: being polite? Yeah, so... Why, we... does, why does the publisher care it's coming on PS4? Yeah, well,
0: yeah, we had a news story a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, if you follow, uh, where we said that it had been submitted for classification for a classic. And isn't it mental
1: that PS4. this year's Doom
0: came out before Red Faction from 2001 in Germany? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's an interesting way to put it, all right. Um universal studios officially announced nintendo world for i feel like cards. we discussed this well a while we knew, ago. i don't think there was like a formal no, no, no. ticker tape parade of announcement it was just yeah we're doing it
1: yeah sure it was like your mate down the pub said oh i heard about yeah, this Yeah, because
0: we had a long like i think 10 minutes of us coming up with ideas for sure. different rides that would be honest i don't want like i i'll get too excited if i start coming up with it again
1: all you need is the wiggler train and that's it yeah
0: yeah we we had a lot of them i, sure. I do remember this <laughs> Um, whack a but with gumbas there so yeah so Miyamoto that lad your boy your boy uh, and Universal creators Mark Woodbury have finally taken the video to explain their vision for bringing the world of Mario and Friends to life what's most important it looks like Universal Orlando Resort Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Studios Japan will all be getting Nintendo expansions uh, that just adds to my reasons to go to Japan so everybody can enjoy the worlds are set to feature some amazing things including Nintendo themed areas uh these will be expansive, immersive, and interactive. They'll be highly themed. <laughs> what
1: the fuck? I mean, buzzwords, <laughs> but...
0: phrases these? Yeah. They're going to be highly themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not just themed. They're theming the fuck out of this theme they're park. They're going to have strong commerce. Something in the theme park will be themed. I know, right? There you go. Uh, and authentic environments filled with multiple attractions, shops, and restaurants. I'll fucking bet. Uh, you'll feel as if you're playing inside your favourite video games in real life I'll bet that's not true yeah. <laughs> there will be something for everyone regardless of their age or gaming experience level planning and creative work in these areas is well underway they will open separately over the next several years great photo of Miyamoto just pointing at the universal symbol Universal promises to bring characters, action, and adventure of Nintendo video games to life within the Universal theme parks, and to do so in new and innovative ways that capture what makes them so special. There's a video there attached to the article, you can find it on YouTube, of the vision for Nintendo at Universal parks. Uh, still very excited about this idea? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Come on now. It's going to be a good time. I mean, they could just have one world specifically alone that's Pokemon world, and yeah. where, you
0: know. Yeah, you have like a kid's climbing frame that's like a Donkey Kong level. Sure. Just like so much so much good stuff. Yeah, just dress so up much potential.
1: Dress up a mouse, paint it yellow. and there you go. Real life Pikachu. Just send it off into a ball pit full of kids. There we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh It seems like finally hell has frozen over.
1: Speaking of uh games that have taken a while to come out
0: last guardian press kits have finally arrived what a world different outlets and i do appreciate i don't know if you saw the tweet coming out of video gamer today that uh young uh tomari was taking the piss because he went in and slyly uh to troll his co-workers replaced the disc of last guardian with just dance 2017 (laughs) (laughs) i mean he's leaving he doesn't give a fuck anymore he doesn't give a shit uh, so the Last Guardian press kits have arrived, and the interesting thing about this is that uh, they feature a letter from the, the like, sort of creator that he created the game, and then at some point during the maelstrom of, is this game ever going to get released, he was booted off the project. And then when they re-announced it, he was back on the project again, yeah. uh, Famido Oeda, and he has written a letter to people who are going to be reviewing this game, and it's a very nice kind of uh a title letter with a really cool picture at the end of it, if you if you get to have a look at it. It says, Dear Adventures, it's been a long time coming, but I take great pleasure and relief in knowing that The Last Guardian is in your hands. When we first began work on The Last Guardian, I intended it uh, to take from and build on our experience working in Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, making it something akin to a greatest hits album. Unfortunately, as you know, we ran into a few twists and turns along the way, and the title took longer than anyone expected, I'll say. Still, just as Ico and Shadow of the Colossus are truly unique games, so too is The Last Guardian, an experience unlike any other. As you play, take the time to stop and enjoy the scenery as you follow these unlikely companions on their journey, and you definitely won't want to miss the ending. The development team and I hope that you have a wonderful time with The Last Guardian. Nothing would make us happier. That's a real classy little letter there. And from a guy the who end. is basically just contritely going... Look, we fucked it <laughs> thank fuck this is finished but it's actually turned out pretty good so if you acknowledge that we fucked it and we're sorry you'll have fun with it again we're sorry please review please this have fun valley. did I mention we're sorry <laughs> <laughs> so very sorry uh, I'm really
1: curious about this what's your thoughts on Ico and Shadow, Shadow the Corses oh, I love them Yeah. Oh,
0: I love okay. Them. I love them um, I just so like just among the more unique experiences. Both of them, like Shadow of the Colossus, is obviously mm. a billion times better than Ico. But both of them are really, really unique games, and both of them fight against the tide of every other game that was coming out around the time they did. As we were saying last week with Peter, like very much of that era of
1: the PS2, where just anything could get released yeah
0: like this was on the shelves around the same time as like silent Hill 2 and devil may cry and code veronica x (laughs) all of a sudden in the middle of you got this weird kind of thing that looks like an almost like an escher painting or something crazy um yeah um like i'll be standing back going "Is is it good is it good is it good is it good okay then i'll buy it um yeah i hadn't really kind of because if it's s- good
1: i can't not play it no that's fair but i hadn't really sat down to think like how is this actually going to
0: review and like, how are people going to approach this one it's going to be hard for a lot of people not to be colored by the fact that this game should have come out a
1: long time ago because it's the thing right i think it's easier for people just to look at final fantasy 15 and hate it yeah. because Douchebags that look like a boy band in a car.
0: I do think they may be serviced well by the fact that it went on so long but the hype has deflated. There is that. We have gone full circle. Yeah, if this game had come out at the time, it wouldn't be fighting against, oh God, it's been so long since the last one came out. It would be fighting against, this better be better than Shadow of the Colossus. Now I think people are just partially thankful there is a game. You know? Um, I mean, there are people playing the PS4 that were not
1: even born when Shadow of the Colossus came out. Yeah, so. don't just just don't say things like that. That makes <laughs> me
0: sad. <laughs> it hurts my heart. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. My bad. Um, finally, I'm gonna take you into a little area that we're familiar with. Dust it off, mate, because we're going back to Konami Corner. Yes, a good story from Konami Corner this week. It makes it. That's a first. Yeah, turnabout is fair play. And it's not good for Konami, obviously, because fuck them, they can no. die in a fire. Oh, to be fair, the but... only reason this is a <laughs> good version of Konami Corner is because it just doesn't involve Konami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Hideo Kojima, you might remember that one of our famous that Konami boy. corners, I think the one where I may have spiked the volume levels the most. Oh, when you do that every week, Konami. To be fair. All right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm a verbose and loquacious man, what yeah, can I say? All right. Um. The award at the the video game awards, as we call them, the Keeleys, last year, he uh, prestigious. He was not able to accept. He no. the the Konami lawyers saw to it that he couldn't accept the awards. By the fact he was there, he was in town for it
1: specifically Which, to get this, to this icon day,
0: award. It's still that was the one where <laughs> Konami crossed over into annoying, like from annoying people who are paying really close attention to them. To pretty much annoying everybody. Yeah, well, they went into full on shite-hawk mode. Yeah, yeah, you know? they really did. Um, like, because that was right in the like, there was a three month period there where Silent Hills got cancelled. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five came out the door incomplete, and this happened mm. where it was just like, "Fuck these guys." <laughs> um, yeah. So he's he's gonna be there at the twenty seventeen or the twenty sixteen awards, and he's gonna accept his award. Um, one wonders will he have another trippy as fuck so, uh, little thing from Death Stranding to show people. It would be unlike Kojima to show up without cryptically teasing something. Uh, I would guess at the very least he's going to be wearing a T-shirt that will be the talk of Reddit the following day because that's what he does. Do you know what? Actually, I could see this being.
1: It'll be about halfway through the trailer, and then that's where they finally announce Frog Fractions too. <laughs>
0: There's been another couple of think pieces this week about... Yeah. What game was they saying know. is Frog Fractions 2? I have 2? no idea, but... Was it The Witness? <laughs> I can't remember. There was someone saying something was Frog Fractions. I was like, this, this is...
1: <laughs> there are people out there who have worked themselves into a shoot it's when great. it comes you, to Frog Fractions <laughs> too.
0: I'll tell you what, they're getting more enjoyment out of conspiracy <laughs> theories than they ever would out of Frog Fractions 2. It's...
1: it's... Basically, now everyone has fully accepted that Half-Life 3 isn't happening. Like, they've moved on to the <laughs> next thing. Yeah. And now because we have a Final Fantasy Seven remake, it's Frog Fractions
0: 2. It's like, there always the has to be something one. that we want, yeah, you know? There has to be one thing that's just out of reach. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for the news this week. And we are going to move into our book club. We're still doing the Link to the Cast Game of the Year book club, where instead of inducting a famous game from the past, an important game from the past you should pay, Play. We are specifically looking at things we have shortlisted for Game of the Year over at Links to the Cast that we're going to be talking about on our big year end show with all the lads. Um, this week is the turn of a game that we played at the start of the year. I think one of the very first games, not the very first, but I think maybe the second game we ever streamed as a collective here. So it's before Gone the Cast. Home, wasn't it? No, it was after because I re watched the. We'll get to it, but I re watched no. some of our videos today and we we're referencing our stream of Gone Home in it. So. I um, oh, I meant off the <laughs> Yeah. Words. So, uh yeah, it's Campo Santo's Overwatch. Not Overwatch. But <laughs> try that again. <laughs> I, you know, I did that like three times today. <laughs> okay, we'll cut that out. Let me go. <clears throat> we'll wait till you stop crying. <laughs> I keep saying Overwatch. <laughs> We may have to record this segment multiple times. Like you
1: think I'm cutting this out. Ah, you motherfucker. (laughs) The power is in my hands. That's what you get for burying me, you son of a bitch. It's Campo Santos, Firewatch.
0: Firewatch is a first-person adventure game developed by Campo Santo and published as a joint venture by Campo Santo and Panic. The game was released in February 2016 for Linux, Microsoft Windows, OS X, and PS4. An Xbox One version was released in September of that year. The story follows a Shoshone National Forest Fire lookout named Henry in 1989 following the Yellowstone fires of 1988. A month after his first day at work, strange things began happening to both him and his supervisor Delilah, which connects to a conspired mystery that happened years ago. Henry interacted with Delilah using a walkie-talkie, with the player choosing from dialogue options to communicate. His exchanges with Delilah inform the process by which their relationship is developed. The game was directed by Ollie Moss and Sean Vanaman, written by Chris uh, Remo and Jake Rodkin, Moss and Vanaman, and produced by Gabe McGill and artist Jane N. Firewatch. One of the early contenders, I think, for Game of the Year. One of the first yeah, this had on the was list. February. Yeah. Um, we had kind of about a year before Firewatch came out, it started popping up on the radar as this kind of strange little thing, like the joke, like we started the segment off with the the joke amongst a lot of gaming media, particularly Giant Bomb, was what is Firewatch? Mm-hmm. What do you do in Firewatch? What is it about? Um, the game came from great pedigree. The, a lot of people that worked on this worked on Telltale's Walking Dead Season 1, which to date, I think, remains the most critically acclaimed thing Telltale have ever done, and it was before people really got tired of that the engine hijinks that are going on there. Um, so you knew in terms of narrative that it was probably in safe hands, because the narrative to Season 1 of Walking Dead is pretty damn good. Um, you would also not have been surprised to find branching dialogue options uh, in this game. Um, what was your first uh, interaction with, with Firewatch? What were your early impressions of what the game looked like before it kind of... Uh,
1: I came into the game blind, essentially. Okay. So I knew that it was a thing. But um, keep in mind that the Telltale series or the Telltale games don't really resonate with me because that kind of game just doesn't particularly hold my interest and mm. uh, The Walking Dead is a series that I don't have much in- investment in so uh, in terms of the 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 legacy or what was the the reputation of what kind of uh, was going on with uh, Camposanto wasn't that interested in but I heard... Pretty much as the game was was you know ready to come out, that there were some pretty good reviews around it, mm. um, and we'd just come off the back of doing uh, Gone Home, yeah, and so walking simulators was also another genre that I didn't have much knowledge about, mm. other than it was a thing that a lot of people seem to be really wound up about for no kind of. Actual needed reason. Yeah. So I enjoyed Gun Home. It was a good couple of hours spent that um, had a different kind of pace for a video game mm-hmm. that I was not used to, but I appreciated it. And so I went into it, you know, pretty much blind, uh, other than the this backstory of you know what the synopsis was. But that that was pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Um. So the game starts off really interestingly um, with kind of somber piano music and. Instead of showing you via cutscene or anything like that, it has kind of uh, text with a couple of branching options that explain to you the backstory of Henry, the your protagonist in the game, and his wife. And it starts off with... Because I think the thing we heard the most about this and... Um, Something we will definitely talk about is that the kind of the sass and the wit that takes place between Henry and Delilah, which is I think is the thing that the game really hinges on and keeps it going. It's very nineties, Josh reading. Mm, it's it's fantastic. It's very quippy, and for something that involves you actually having to pick dialogue options, it still feels very snappy and good. But one thing I wasn't expecting when I sat down was this very emotional backstory. Um, in that it's kind of. he's out there for a reason he's picked this job out in isolation for a reason and the reason as we find out is that they, they go through the entire love story of him and his wife whose name is Julia I think yeah Julia and um, they fall madly in love and you follow the, like through this text you, you really do like very quickly get invested because it's a great and kind of um, very relatable and very uh, funny and heartwarming sort of love story between the two of them but uh long story short, and we're we're gonna be spoiling the game a little bit here. I'm not gonna spoil the end of it, but we're gonna spoil the very beginning of it. Um the wife Julia comes down with early onset dementia, and the the game portrays it again just through the text, just through the choice of words and the the images that it conjures in conjunction with the, the very somber piano music. Um it's just it's absolutely heartbreaking, really harrowing that basically the guys the, the the wife just becomes this this husk this shell of what she was and he's basically out there on this job because he's run away from his real life because he just can't deal with it anymore um and one of the early things you realize uh, with your relationship with Delilah is that one she becomes a very kind of um she it, uh, probably intentionally there's a lot about her personality that seems to harken back to Julia at the start of her and Henry's relationship, so there becomes a kind of uh, a surrogate for his wife almost, uh, with the, with the kind of relationship they have, and at the same time you are faced with the decision consistently throughout the game about how much or how little about your actual situation to reveal um you can just never mention julia if you don't want to and you're just carrying around that knowledge yourself or you can try and share your burden and talk about it with delilah which is a very interesting choice and you do get multiple occasions on which you can kind of decide how much or how little of that situation you want to reveal you come to um you, you come to your new job as a park ranger and you never meet Delilah, she's always a voice on the radio or a light in the, the distant watchtower. And it it's interesting um it's a great exercise in, in isolation. Um it's funny that two of two two of the more interesting games i played this year or or noteworthy games i played this year for good or for ill both are exercises in isolation this and no man's sky and i think this does isolation in an entirely different way where it's it's heaped and layered narrative on why you would desire the isolation and uh interesting thing to do while you're isolated as opposed to kind of in no man's sky where you're just you're on your own all the time and that is just the way it is um the, the relationship we tipped on already, the relationship between yourself and Delilah, I think is really the, the key in this game. I think without that very cru- crucial relationship, I think this game is substantially worse.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I like about it, as you mentioned, is the fact that you never actually see Delilah. And so Firewatch does something in a video game that doesn't happen very often. But it takes from the world of um, of literature, where you end up building a character in your head, essentially, yeah. you know. And now, I presume this is a thing that uh, Telltale Games has. But in games where you have uh, layered and, and various options and paths when it comes to uh, narrative and which way characters want to go. Most of the time in video games, it's very black and white. It's very binary. Usually it comes down to you are Jesus Christ or you are Satan. <laughs> and there's never a kind of shade of grey. But from the time spent with Telltale Games and certainly with Firewatch, you have, as you said... Different ways that you can approach how to be Henry. Mm. And none of them are bad. And the game never explicitly says you are a bad person for hiding, you know, the stuff about Julia. There is no the bad ending. No, because when it comes to something like this, there is no bad way to... It's not harvest uh, or save, like, in Bioshock. No, no, no. This is, like, realistic, you know, how people cope with this kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's one of the things that was very, very powerful about Firewatch, and and really resonated with me, is that it just simply tried to say that there's no correct way to cope with this situation, yeah. um, and like for me, in particular, certainly when I was younger, a coping mechanism with something that I didn't know how to deal with was to just shut myself away. Yeah. You know. Right. Um. Now, what helps with this is that. Uh, and I've praised it a number of times now. That the the voice acting between Henry and Delilah yeah. is some of the most realistic uh, and R- convincing. Rich, Rich
0: Summer uh, from Mad Men uh, yeah. brought in as Henry, which is a great bit of casting. He's Harry Crane in Mad Men, I think. And Sissy uh, Jones is the the actress that does Delilah, who is a knockout performance as well. It's some
1: of the most realistic, realistic and and convincing voice acting that I've ever heard in a video game. And the thing that I always say is that. Where you can have really, really good voice acting, it can still just sometimes sound like one MP3 being played after another MP3, but here it never sounds like that. It sounds Mm. like you are at a play and just listening to two people talk, you know? Um, It actually feels like a dialogue and not two monologues. Absolutely. Um, And I can't praise Firewatch enough for that and the, the direction in bringing that all together yeah. you know that's oh, great it's a very well directed, and game. even and certainly for um henry alone um you know you could have two branching ways for the conversations to go. one which is a kind of quick snappy witty line or one that's slightly more somber in tone but they're both delivered with
0: absolute conviction yeah um and one of the things that that uh, we talk about this this um, this journey of isolation that he undertakes uh, being on his own with the exception of Delilah and with the exception of people he comes in periphery to but not necessarily actually talking to and one of the things that, that creeps in and I really like it because it is a thing that creeps in with prolonged isolation is the idea of paranoia and suspicion and there is a, a, one of those kind of there's a thread weaving throughout the game it's a short game it's about two three hours maybe um hmm. if you want to try and mainline it
1: i'd say about two and a half hours yeah, but well, you there's... could get a few more hours if you really want to explore. yeah if you want to stop and smell
0: the flowers kind of yeah thing.
1: well also if you um want to basically take the guidelines off of the map and
0: have yeah. to pr- fully explore
1: the map like a real map
0: yeah because that's what we were doing at first we were yeah. actually reading the map which was surprisingly tough um, let's not go orienteering anytime soon yeah let's not uh but uh, those kind of something is, is there's something here that is more than meets the eye there's the there's the, the the kind of the thread that follows the kind of fenced suspiciously fenced off area um there's the thread that follows there's a door and a mine that's locked and there's also the stuff you're finding from a a young boy and his father who seems to have possibly been a park ranger. Um, I'm trying not to tip what's going on too much here for people because all these things kind of progress throughout. Um, And then it also keeps you busy with the minute-to-minute, like sometimes there genuinely are things in the park to deal with. Like very early on, there's the the teenagers setting off fireworks and skinny dipping um, who call you a perv. And even... They come back as when the, the paranoia and the, the suspicion starts setting in, there's a point at which your guard tower gets ransacked and you're wondering, was it the teenagers who are getting their own back at you? Yep. Or is it somebody else? Because you've seen some things. There is a shrouded figure that you think might be following you throughout the, the, the park. Um, there, there's a lot going on here. And like I said, that, that spine of the relationship between Henry and Delilah keeps, uh, everything going because there are moments where they ratchet up the, the kind of the shrouded figure or the, 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 kind of the facility or the, the mine thing. They ratchet it up and then they take it right back down again. Uh, and you're back with just kind of the, the banter between your, your two main characters here. Um, yeah, it's just the, the there isn't much to the gameplay. There's basic no, kind of pathfinding and uh, walking around, exploring. It's a slightly more advanced walking simulator. Yeah, you know? Yeah, there, there definitely is a, a bit more interaction with the world than your average walking simulator, but yeah, it's not too far off either um the the art style of the game is fantastic i really like it's kind of it's it's one of those timeless cell shady sort of things uh i think the 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 parts the the arms and legs of your main character are doing things you can see because it's in first person very much immediately all of us uh i watched it back when we did the video Uh, where we streamed it, all three of us, yourself, myself, and Brian, all immediately thought of Team Fortress 2. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, actually,
1: um, so I've got uh, an article uh, that went up earlier today. Not me personally. Uh, Game of Suture had one about uh, Firewatch, uh, writing Firewatch and capturing the beauty of being alone. And one of the things um, that uh, Sean Vannerman uh, talks about is the, the first pitch he made for Firewatch. You know the uh, the kind of core image of Firewatch with the tower and the, the orange background yeah. and palette. He brought that to the team, essentially, and said that was his pitch. You know, the game was made from that piece of artwork alone. Yeah. And it shows, yeah. you know. Um, Firewatch, other than it had a couple of technical hitches and issues yeah. for a while, yeah. which is based on the fact that Unity is not perfect uh yeah. there's a number of games in unity that are a little bit janky yeah. but visually like the art style and the art direction again has that kind of team fortress light slash cel-shaded look going on yeah uh, and it, it complements the world the, the forest that you're in very well
0: yeah um and the the, the color palette of brought on by like the, the sunrises and sunsets and yeah. there is, is quite pretty and even uh, i don't know what the performance is like now because i haven't dipped back into it since we beat it uh, to play it myself but i know even halfway through us playing it there was a patch that downloaded that didn't fix entirely the performance issues you we were having but they certainly were uh, occurring less frequently yeah um the one thing i will say if we're to try and um uh d- kind of uh find a negative here in Firewatch is, i i don't know about you i don't know if you're how much of it you remember and i'm not going to get too much into detail but i don't really think they stuck the landing on the ending of this game no i'm with you on that the the Um, the ending feels a tad rushed yeah i think i remember it ended and we were kind of like oh yeah okay yeah we weren't we weren't mad no 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 we weren't thrilled either, though. Slightly disappointed that there wasn't. Yeah, a... but like, there's I... a there's uh, there's definitely since I've taken time to reflect, and there's definitely a message in there about how, kind of, you know, all this was, strange and fun and all that, but this isn't like it's the stuff he was running away from that's actually important. Yeah, you know. Now I will say this. It
1: doesn't do. uh... A kind of Hollywood or fairy tale ending between Henry and the Lila. Well, look,
0: the wife's still alive.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not even, not even in terms of them running. You off do, things. yeah. You do get an opportunity to
0: start ignoring the fact the wife is alive as sure. the game goes on. Sure, yes.
1: But there's this very just kind of, oh, we'll just that's it, done. We'll move on now. You yeah. know, yeah. which I mean. That is how life can go sometimes. Yeah. So, in that essence, I, I do appreciate it. But in terms of the, the crescendo and the build-up of the game, you have this crescendo of, uh, like, 80% of the game, and then the last 20, just there's a, a nosedive, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, the quote-unquote twist that happens is... It's kind of like an anti-twist. Kind of, yeah. Like... Games like Firewatch and games like Gone Home and uh, walking simulates in general, they have this unnerving
0: undercurrent, you know, Mm -hmm. of of a feeling of tension going on. And they approach these... Rapture is definitely one of those where it's just this underlying foreboding. Sure. And Firewatch does this very well, but I do feel that the twist
1: is A, a little bit predictable and B, just a little bit uh, cliched, maybe... In a game that doesn't play with cliches it you know it doesn't do the standard thing that games do um and that's yeah that's other than the the technical hitches um which have been patched out that's the one area and i think it's a lot of people that i've i've gone back and i've read reviews it's, it's the common theme is it's the one area where everyone goes yeah it doesn't quite hit it give it the yeah. home
0: run which i think is why uh, there was a lot of 7 or there's, there's a lot of games good, that obviously. I really love that are exactly like that where they're incredible but they just don't stick to Bioshock 1
1: sure <laughs> which is yeah.
0: interesting like that's the second time I've compared it back and if you, you read interviews of them the the thing that the, the relationship the Henry and Delilah relationship they based that on the Jack and Atlas relationship from Bioshock sure, 1 yeah I mean it... certainly the
1: first half of the relationship yeah <laughs> Delilah just turns up and just fucking injects herself with. Is it Adam or Eve? One of the two. Uh, yeah, and then you have a really subpar boss. For boss bell. Yeah. Um, this word gets used a lot. It's one of those wankery game journalist terms, but uh, and game dev terms. But immersion, or immersion mm-hmm. is
0: where I feel this game truly hits a home run there's an interesting moment if you watch back go onto our youtube channel we played through this entire game uh yourself myself and brian brian disappears after the first part i think um but we're we're playing through it and um during the intro i have the headphones in but you don't because this is before we had the headphone splitter so you can't hear the piano when the text is going up and you can hear the two of you are just talking away about something, and I fell completely silent. Yeah. <laughs> Ye faded away from me. <laughs> I was just I was in. And it was you were you were behind me about a minute. You started realizing the stuff that was coming with the dimensions so mm. that when it started coming up on the screen. Um you started going in. But yeah, there certainly was like long points where I was just kind of just fully involved in the game and not thinking about there's a there's a hot mic in front of me i need to start actually talking about things
1: yeah um i don't know there's a a, there's a plan to do some vr stuff with firewatch yeah and i one of the few things that i would have any interest in when it comes to vr is to get lost in that forest you know just give me the map and
0: just let me kind of wander around um I would say yeah, that I I don't know if it's um I I don't think they're actually planning proper functionality. No right no there. no no no. It's just you're as one of the demos for I think it's the Vive. Yeah. You're able to just walk around his his. Sure. But house. even just that, I would like to just be able to kind of look at now. Well, one of the updates actually. Speaking of things that've been added to the game, because they fixed a lot of the performance issues, but they've also added free roam mode that's good that's see this is the thing with uh, with the game is that to have it as be
1: a, a kind of quote-unquote open world would take away from the pacing uh of what the game mm. is trying to deliver basically yeah. um but certainly to uh, be able to kind of go back in afterwards yeah. and just have a, a roam around and you know it'd be nice over time if they added in little kind of trinkets i mean we haven't even taken uh, a moment yet to uh, discuss the best bit of the game which is turt reynolds
0: <laughs>
1: Shelley Duvall. As you can also I forgot about Turt Reynolds. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um it would have been nice if they'd added added a few more kind of features like that. But as yeah. a one off yeah. little piece there. That's good. They didn't drive
0: it into the ground. No, they didn't. The the subtlety hammer was not hit home and yeah. hard. Yeah. But uh if we're to, to bring this to a close now, I think really my um my elevator pitch is just it's one of those... It's not quite a walk-in simulator. But if you're ever going to be won over by one, this may be the one. Uh, because there's a little bit more to do than your average walk-in simulator in it. And it's a little bit more charming and a little bit more accessible and a lot funnier than most walking simulators I've played. Maybe with the exception of the Stanley Parable. Um, so you should definitely... It's not that expensive to buy. Um, it's, a, it's digital only, isn't it? Uh, I don't think I ever saw a box for it. I feel like I have. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. wrong. Maybe you're wrong. Uh, maybe you're right. Uh, either way, it's not that expensive. Um, no. Nope. It's a short enough game. Um, you'll probably, if you didn't pick it up in the Black Friday sales, I would doubtlessly say it will be reduced again in January. And uh, the post-Christmas sales, uh, it's definitely worth picking up for a few hours of your time to have a very, very interesting narrative experience.
1: Yeah, it's a game where I wouldn't give it any more of a rating past somewhere between 7 to 7.5 out of 10 yet. I think i go with an 8.5. might because I, I, I tend to like that type of game more than you generally I do. I could push it up to, to an 8, but I will say this. As we were saying last week and as you've said in your article it's not bad to have a game like that because in this instance it's one of the more memorable games that I've played this year and when I've been thinking about games of the year it's one that comes to my mind straight away knowing full well that it won't win and it's not one of the the higher rated games in my list of games of the year it does something that is completely different to the rest of them and nails it as Mm -hmm. good as it can do Mm mm-hmm obviously it's in a genre that i'm not 100 behind but it's doing it as well as it can be done um and again the the voice acting is about as sublime as i've ever heard uh, in a video game and for that reason alone it's worth looking at but also the the visual style the direction the scripting uh
0: it's you know it it does a lot of things very very well so that is firewatch which leaves with us with one little piece of business to do, and that is, Mark. What are we doing next week? We are. Because I don't
1: know what we are doing next week. What are we doing next week? Um, I think the only two. I close the doc. Oh shit! It's not on there. No. Um, I'm looking here.
0: Um, we could do Stardew. I didn't think we was doing that. Well, do you want you, to do that? You have it listed. Do I? Okay, yeah. we'll do Stardew Valley. Or we could do Uncharted 4.
1: Fuck you, with did you. you. said it.
0: <laughs> Either way, I'm not going to have time really to play the game because I'm not back till Monday night. That's fine. I can talk about it. Yeah. I can interview you about it. Sure. Okay. Um. I asked you what we're doing next okay. week. yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, we do this every week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Next week, we, or I should say, more specifically, I uh, am going to talk about a game that I know is not going to win Game of the Year because of the way that we do Game of the Year. But that's fine. I've already accepted (laughs) that. Already accepted that.
0: I I like. I like occasionally when you you almost make reference to that. I wish the system was more rigged.
1: I am not the Donald Trump of Link to the Cast. God, I hate this democratic system we have. Yeah. need to change the electoral college vote. No, um, I want to talk about Stargy Valley. Um, I need to have my time and my place and my my little space, my platform, to tell you why it might be the 1B to what will probably end up being the 1A in terms of video game of the year. <laughs> and uh i'm gonna do my best to try and convince you next week
0: i look forward to i'm it. sure and you I do look forward to you keeping that speech under about five hours <laughs> uh so that is going to be stardew valley next week on the podcast for episode 48 for episode 47 we are done um link to the cast.eu is the website where we post show notes articles all sorts of goodness going up there Uh, Social media is the place where we are uh, posting all sorts of links to all the things we're doing during the week. That's facebook.com forward slash link to the cast and at link to the cast on the tweet machine. Search for link to the cast on YouTube. You will find us there. Uh, Our channel, we put up videos quite regularly, so please do subscribe so you can uh, get it in your notifications tab there when we put something up. Uh, We also stream games that we're going to put on YouTube at a later date over at twitch.tv forward slash link to the cast. We've been uh, quite active in the chat this week. Um, We have a regular content schedule where things go up uh, Monday to Friday. we got a a piece of content going every day. Monday every week is Mark on Mondays. Mark, you've been doing Tumba, but you took a week out this week.
1: Yeah, so uh, I streamed some Hitman because I wanted to play some Hitman. Yeah, we talked
0: about the the top of the show. Exactly. So you can watch Mark, uh, his attempt at... uh, Episode one, successful attempt, I should add. Yeah, now there was a few more screwdrivers through the the neck than I would have. Death is death. <laughs> however, it is approached well, a couple of non-targets, but you know, okay, ah, whatever. Collateral damage. Yeah, uh, back to Tumba next week. Is plan? I the plan to yes. Tuesday, uh, when we have an article to go up, that's what goes up on Tuesdays, and we also do a book club, uh, a former book club from an old podcast will go up on YouTube as a breakout video on its own, so you can just listen back to why we thought Game X was a great game. What went up this week? No idea, need to do that. Okay, oh today is Tuesday, I'm going to this a little early because I'm going on my travels this week, so we're a little <laughs> bit ahead of where we usually do this spiel. Um, so check out for a game. Uh, Wednesday is usually linked to Cast Plays, the, the sort of co-op series where we both sit in and play a game. At the, uh, and we are taking a break from that at the moment and doing a sort of uh, in-between a hiatus series called Down With The Witness. I mean, it's
1: basically LTTC plays except I'm playing and it's The Witness. Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um,
0: Yeah, so Mark is playing the witness at the moment. No, 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 no. no. Not playing. Suffering. Yeah, the witness is playing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I am witnessing it. Yeah. Uh, How's that going for you? Uh, Not well. Where are we at the moment? We're in the swamp. Oh, we are in the swamp, aren't we? Uh Yeah. I forgot that we went from the keep to the swamp on the most recent episodes. You can check that out on Wednesday. Uh, There's a couple of you. Unique moments in that stream. I've uh, not. It's the closest yet. I've come to killing you. I'll tell you that much. It's the closest I've come
1: to killing myself over it.
0: <laughs> so you can check that out because there's gonna be a few more moments like that. I'm sure. I cannot fucking wait till you get to the treehouse. Fuck off. Um, yeah. So that's that's Wednesdays Thursday is the podcast that you are listening to right now. It's the only thing that comes out on Thursdays from us. So you can listen to that then. And Friday is Friday of plays. My solo play series, and I'm playing Life is Strange at the moment. Mark has accompanied me on every episode this far but scheduling and such and such it's just going to be me this Friday. Uh, I'll probably be recording it before I go because uh, I won't be back until next Monday. Uh, but uh, you can follow along with this kind of weird odd little gem of a game that I I really quite enjoy a lot. Um, and I'll have to come up with uh, another pun on time because that seems to be the way we're going with those episodes. But you can check all those out and more. We've got, I think we've gone over the 200 video mark Oh, we <laughs> are YouTube we are now. over that. There's plenty of content on there for you to enjoy. Back episodes of everything. So if you want to not jump in at what I think will be episode four of Life is Strange on my stream, you can check the previous three. You can have what will be all seven hours so far of Mark playing The Witness. <laughs> it's not really a selling point when you put it like that. It's pretty great. Uh, it's like to to watch and not be personally invested in, is is, sure. is quite something. Okay. Um, I like that the, the tense atmosphere on this week's one. Uh, someone who was following in the chat was able to immediately tell I had played this game before because <laughs> I was pissed off. I was getting. <laughs> um. So yeah, you will get to hear me getting quite terse when I'm trying not to give away what is right in front of our faces. Um, but yeah it's a good time so that's episode 47 of link to the cast in the can done I can open a 3DS I can play some Pokemon I can trade you a Rowlet and uh, we're going to have a good old time Uh, for link to the cast I've been Dave Ryan at Dave Ryan IV on Twitter the man over here is Mark Robinson at Lithium Project on the tweet machine and we shall see you all next week I'll feed us in if I don't get delayed by two days in an airport <laughs> <laughs> bye touch wood